Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's start with prayer. Father, I thank you. My heavenly Father, I thank you. Let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name. I have the perfect verse that goes right along with Terry singing God on the Mountain. Turn with me to Job 14. Verse 1. It says, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Let's read that again. Man that is born of a woman, I don't know too many that aren't, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Anybody want to argue with that? Full of trouble. Back in the early 2000s, I was walking through my kitchen one day. I was in the sign business. I had a sign company. And I was walking through my kitchen with some laundry, like I usually do, and the phone rang. I picked up the phone. The gentleman on the other line introduced himself, and then he said, I'm interested in buying your house. I kind of laughed. I said, sir, my house is not for sale. And he said, ma'am, your house is up for foreclosure. First time I heard it. I got off the phone as soon as I could, and I called my husband at the time, and I said, this is the phone call I just received. He said, well, let me make some phone calls, and I'll call you back. He called back a little bit later, and he said, yes, the house is up for foreclosure. Now, I had been told earlier that I knew we were a couple payments behind in our mortgage, and our mortgage was sold to another bank, and I was told that that mortgage company that bought the mortgage said, well, we'll just take those couple of payments and we'll put it at the end of the mortgage and we'll bring you current. That's what I was told. Amen. Well, apparently, I never saw any paperwork on it, but that was what I was told. Well, guess what? Somebody messed up somewhere and our house was up for foreclosure. I would call that the valley. Amen. We have God on the mountain. We got God in the valley. I'm in the valley. It was, that was on a Monday. They said, they the bank told us that we had to have $10,000 in by the following Monday to save the house. There was no way we were going to come up with $10,000. We were in a sign business, but we didn't deal in that kind of money. Amen. There was no way we were going to be able to borrow it. Just no way. And I remember the next day, it was Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, I was sitting at the table at the house for dinner. Nobody was at home. It was just me. And I remember looking at the east window, and I started talking to God. I said, Father... I don't know what to do. I said, if this house is an idol to me, you can have it. You can have it. I said, I don't want anything to come between you and I. I said, you can have the house. I said, but I wish you to let me sell it. But if you want to take the house by foreclosure, that is your business. I said, but. Get a hold of the but. But. My eyes are on you. Amen. I said, my eyes 
are on you. The next day, just what, three or four days before we had to have the money, a man came into the shop and he wanted a bid on a monument sign. He had a medical plaza and he wanted a great big monument sign out front. I've done lots of bids for, uh, for medical plazas and all other places and it takes a long time. You've got to come up with the design, you've got to come up with the bid, you've got to come up with the fabrication, you've got to come up with the plot, you've got to come up, where can it be, you've got to go with the city, then you've got to go through the committees, and worst of all, you've got to go through the boss's wife before you can build that sign. Amen. So we did all of that stuff for it, sent it off, never even thought about it. Friday morning, Friday morning, we get a phone call. It's this man. He said, I am not waiting another minute. How much do I need to give you for this deposit? I have got to start this sign today. He walked in on Friday morning with a $10,000 check. Amen. A $10,000 check. And that afternoon, I went to the bank, and my God got my house out of foreclosure. Yes. Yes. God got the house out of foreclosure. He's the one that sent the man. You never saw a man that was so insistent that we start today. Why? Because God was on him. God was on him. Now, turn with me to 2 Corinthians 1, 17. Do you know he'll do the same thing for you? He will do the same thing for you. Let's take a look. 2 Corinthians 1.17, this is Paul speaking. When I therefore were thus minded, did I use lightness? He's talking about visiting them from Macedonia. Or the things that I purpose, do I purpose according to the flesh? That with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay. He said, but God is true. Our word toward you was not yea and nay. Wasn't yes or no. I grew up in a denomination, and I grew up in some other churches too, that said that God would answer your prayers three ways. He would say either yes, he would say no, or he would say wait. Yes, no, and sometimes, sorry, maybe, and wait. Yes, no, maybe, wait. Now, who has more authority? Those denominations or the Word of God? Who has more authority? The Word of God cannot be broken, correct? The Word of God is forever, correct? Let's see what the Word of God says. It says, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. Next verse, for all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen to the glory of God by us. Look at that again. For all the promises of God in Jesus is yes. Yes. There is no no in this. It's yes, and only yes. There is no wait. There is no maybe. There is no no. The answer is yes. Do you need forgiven? The answer is yes. Do you need a job? The answer is yes. 
Do you need money like I needed money to get that house out of foreclosure? Yes. Do you need healed? The answer is yes. All the promises of God are yes and amen to the glory of God. You know, you don't even have to wait to the end of this program. You can take it right now. The answer is yes. Now, why is the answer yes? How come the answer is yes? Turn with me to Romans 8. 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Did you know that God is for you? Do you know that God is for you? Do you know that his attitude towards you is yes and amen? Do you know he's for you? You say, well, I don't know if God's for me. Do you know God is for you? Let's read on. It says, For what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up us, delivered him up for us all. Delivered him up for us all. Do you know what the word all means? Do you know there are no exclusions in all? Do you know you're part of all? You are part of all. Well, if God delivered Jesus up for us all, then he is for you. He is for you. He is for you. And when you need something from him, the answer is going to always be yes and amen. Why? Because he delivered his son up for us all. He delivered him up. Have you ever considered those words, delivered him up? He delivered his son up for us all. Delivered him up. Who was the one that put Jesus in front of the council to get crucified? The Father. Did you know the Father set him up? Did you know that God set Jesus up to be crucified? Turn with me to Acts. Acts 2. Let's go to verse 22. This is Peter speaking to the crowd after they were all baptized in the Holy Spirit. You men of Israel, hear these words. Hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know, him, Jesus, being delivered, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. Who set Jesus up? The Father did. Why? Because there was only one way that was going to get us any help. There was only one way that was going to get us forgiven. There was only one way that was going to get us healed. There was only one way that was going to get us delivered. And that only one way was the Son of God becoming a man and laying his life down and taking our sin, our sickness, our perversity, our, our perversities on the cross for us. The Father knew that was the only way. 
That was the only way. So the father set him up. And you know what? Jesus was happy to do so. He was happy to go to the cross. He was happy to lay down his life for us. And the father was satisfied with the sacrifice of Jesus, and he raised him from the dead. Do you know whose sins got forgiven when Jesus was raised from the dead? Did you know that Jesus couldn't come out of the grave until those sins were forgiven? Do you know whose sins they were that were forgiven? Ours. Ours. Do you know whose sicknesses and diseases were healed so that Jesus could be raised from the dead? Ours. Jesus didn't have any sin that he did. He had our sin on him. He wasn't sick. He was sick with our sicknesses. It was our healing that got Jesus out of the grave. The Father saw the travail of Jesus' soul in hell, and he raised him from the dead. And you know what that meant for the Father? That meant that every promise of God could be yes. Could be yes. While I have this sin, it was put on Jesus' body and he was raised from the dead and it was forgiven. So your answer is yes. While I'm sick, your sickness was put on the body of Jesus and God healed him and healed you. So the answer is yes. Well, I need some money. God put your poverty on that man's body. And Jesus went to hell for it, was raised from the dead. And when he came out, the answer is yes. Yes. And amen. And not next week. The answer today is the day of salvation. Why? Because he set his son up for us for us and when jesus was raised from the dead our sins were forgiven our sicknesses were healed our demons that have plagued us we were delivered from you know what the only thing we have to do is believe it trust it trust it believe it turn with me to romans 3 and we will finish there The only thing you have to do to get the answer yes, to manifest what you need, is just to believe. What did I say a couple weeks ago? Our work is that we believe on him whom he has sent. Verse 4, God forbid, Paul talking, yea, let God be true and every man a liar. They're coming to take my house. Let God be true. Let every man be a liar. They're coming to take my car. Let God be true. Let every man be a liar. The doctor says this. Let God be true. Let every man be a liar. And what happens when you look at what Jesus did for you and you don't look at the situation, but you keep your eyes on the gospel, you trust in the gospel, you trust in the gospel, not the circumstance, not the feeling. You trust in the word of God, the gospel. What happens there? Verse 7. It says, for if the truth of God, the truth of God, the gospel, the word of God, the gospel, that Jesus died for you, that he was buried for you, that he was raised for you, that you were raised with him. For if the truth of God has more abounded, 
through my life, more abounded through my life. That's unto his glory. That's how this works. When you keep your eyes on the gospel, when you trust in that gospel, when you hang on to that gospel, when you hang on to that word, because the word of God cannot be broken, it will abound. It'll go through your life, and the truth will manifest. It'll manifest. It's already the truth, but it'll manifest. It'll manifest. And you know how it manifested with my house? God sent a man to give us the money to get the house. He sent the man. Why? Because all the promises of God are yes and amen. Now, the first thing, you have to be born again. If you are not born again, you need to be. Jesus said you must be born again. How are you born again, you ask? You believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and you confess it with your mouth and you will be born again. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.